Welcome back everyone to Watch More Football. This is the second video of this series. Um, there's four of us, we're here, we're back again. It's myself, Cam, we've got Mick, we've got Ryan and we've got Dave. Uh, and we're back to really discuss the Premier League results over this last weekend and look at what the Premier League teams and the Champions League have been up to or, or, or elsewhere in Europe as, as we'll get to as well. Uh, if you watched this last week, um, hope you're back. If not, please check out that one. It's on the genres, uh, Genreverse Sports channel, which is a brand new channel that we've created on Genreverse just for sports. So we've only got a couple of videos up there, but we do hope to have more sports coming on. And we, we plan to do this pretty much every Monday. Um, well, I've got you on, though. Um, please check out the Genre Versus other channels, which do cover all entertainment news, um, reviews, reactions, all that sort of stuff. Some really, really good things on there. And I am also a senior editor at LRMOnline.com. So please check that out for all your written entertainment news, interviews, tons of interviews, all that sort of stuff on there. So let's get to it, guys. Uh, welcome back. Um, Kel, I was just getting you to bring up the score for this week. Um, although there is one that isn't on there that we're actually going to start talking about, and it's one that was actually playing while we were filming last week's episode. So if you do go back and watch it, you can see that actually react to a couple of goals or the, the one or two years that was watching it at the time. Boys, we had a game last week then where Spurs managed to lose somehow uh, 4-1 to Chelsea at Spurs' own ground. Uh, Dave, you must have been pretty happy with that. Uh, yeah, obviously, yeah. But I remember filming last week and I was crapping myself. <laughs> so I barely spoke at all. I was too nervous, but uh, I just catch the game. And, uh, yeah, the, the point is, though, as well, to begin with, Spurs start playing well. They score the first goal. But mm. they kind of really just did commit suicide <clears throat> after, but they did a Spurs, yeah. It's you know they, they've done it before. Um, we just fell apart, didn't they? I just remember Battle of the Bridge all those years again. Yeah, we probably will do it again. I know. Yeah. But why is it always cheap? What is it with which? I mean, you'd say Arsenal's probably their main <clears throat> like rivals. So why is it always so dirty when Spurs play Chelsea? I, I don't have a clue, to be honest. I, I still remember, I just mentioned it before, Battle of a Bridge, uh, when Leicester were top of the league and Spurs had to beat Chelsea to stay in it. And they got a... Well, they just fouled every Chelsea player on the pitch, didn't they? Got away with not getting a red card. And this made me think of that again. But it's a different team, so I don't, I don't know. But it made me happy that we got punished for it. <laughs> That's a strange one. What did you th the rest of you think of that game, lads? Well, me, me and Mick were watching it while we were recording, obviously, the first half, and it was it was carnage yeah. then. Um, Doggy got sent off in the second half, but probably could have got sent off in the first half anyway. You had, like, a 10-minute yeah. VAR check that went from, like, you know, ruling on a sort of really marginal offside from Jack from Jackson for Caicedo's goal to, in the same move, uh, Christian Romero taking out Sterling and getting sent off as a result of that. Um, that was exactly it. Was yeah, that oh, was a definite. I mean, red that's card. like it's, it's like that. That's if, if you look up red card, <laughs> that that's it. He's yeah. literally yeah. just—you can even see it in his eyes that he's like, "I am going to take you the fuck out here." That's just how Romero yeah. always looks. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> but he's been. But the thing is, he's like that. That's the way he was, and then it's like this year he's been dead calm and just like, playing really well, and then all of a sudden it's like the old Romero just comes <laughs> back. Ah, I must care. 
It was a crazy first half. It was just fouls galore. I think there was about four disallowed goals. Yeah. It was yeah. madness. I've never seen that. Which is one of the most mad games ever. <clears throat> and the thing is, I don't know if you feel it this way, but I don't think Chelsea played that well. No. No, we didn't. No. I, I think we're probably confused what Spurs' strategy was. And not any of them knew how to work <clears throat> your sides trap. <laughs> uh, credit to Spurs keeper, he was he was playing a great sweeper keeper and catching anything that was uh, coming forward. So yeah, but it took them too long to just work <clears throat> it. You know, play a couple of long balls, yeah. run at them, and you're about to catch something. You know, mm. but, um, I mean, but even even up to them, it's not as if like Chelsea had them under so much pressure that that Spurs just buckled. They just committed suicide. I think I as well, it, like... it wasn't. It wasn't that it Sorry, took right. Chelsea ages to work out the offside trap. They were clearly trying to ping balls over the top and run in. But even though Chelsea have got a lot of really pacey players, they were always getting caught offside. They weren't sort of giving themselves half a yard to make sure mm. they were onside. And it, it, you know, it took a few goes for that to come together. But I mean, Spurs still could have got something out of the game. And yeah, the, the... probably the worst thing for Spurs is they also picked up quite a few injuries in that game as well. Um, yeah, Mickey Van de Ven out for probably till several months they say I don't think there's a date yet for Madison but it's probably several January, weeks yeah, I think. is it yeah, January for Madison yeah. is it right okay yeah. I must have missed that Van de Ven's probably going to be longer than that as well even longer than that right sorry I've maybe got them mixed up then so I mean those two have been like the two most important signings this season and probably the biggest difference in them going to that next level and we'll get on to later that they kind of just look like old Spurs again without, without those guys but you know but yeah, absolutely good. mad game. It didn't help them down to nine men, and they were basically the defenders on the halfway line. I yeah, mean, that is, have you ever seen somebody suicide. do that when they go down in nine men before? People it's were praising suicide. them. People were praising Spurs for the, you know, wanting to attack with nine <clears> men. But everybody knows yeah. you just low block against Chelsea, you've got a good chance of coming away with something. But. Yeah, yeah just because they were susceptible really, on the break as well, weren't they, Chelsea? You know, you yeah. could, <laughs> they had chances to score. Yeah. I think Spurs, so, you know, even if Spurs had low blocks, they were going to lose either way. Like, there's no way Chelsea uh, don't find a way through probably. nine men. So they may as well just have fun while they're doing it. <laughs> it just must be grim. You've been playing brilliant, revolutionary attacking football all season, and then all of a sudden you're down to nine men. It's like, all right, let's all camp out in our box then for half an hour. Let's just do that. Just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe uh, post uh, uh, Big Ang, we'll just call him because I'm not going to try and pronounce his name properly with my Scottish accent. Uh, but Big Ang, maybe he just thought, you know, everybody's been saying I've brought back the Spurs way, but I haven't really because we haven't bottled it yet. So I, I need to bring that into the mix. <laughs> you know, now, now he's a proper Spurs manager. Uh, <clears throat> let's move on and talk about some of the other results, obviously, that kicked in over the weekend. Um, I guess the first one that we would look at would be Spurs again because they get beat 2-1 off of Wolves and I think that, mm. that kind of leads us on to the point I was on about that they, they kind of looked really slack, didn't they, against Wolves? Yeah, they were goals well, just uh, done the big bottle job. Oh, what? When the goalie? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> scored in the know. third minute, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they scored in the third minute. And... in like the 90th minute. Yeah. yeah, and then and that was, that was, was a better team after really that to get beat. But that's what I say. I mean, I was, taught, I was watching the game and I was saying to you, Wolves, are, this is all Wolves, since Spurs have scored. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Wolves have been really yeah, good this season. Gary O'Neill's done a good job. I think we all sort of had yeah. them going down this season, but mm. yeah, they're playing well. That um, <laughs> that first goal from Wolves, though, from Sanabria, that was a fantastic goal. Where I think we all did of... think Wolves could do down yeah. this year, and they've been nowhere near it, really, have they? No. When you look at their unlucky no. results. Neto's been mm. brilliant all season, but he's injured now. But yeah, yeah. That, that the first goal, yeah, they'll miss him. Cunha was a sort of, yeah. it was a weird ball from Cunha. And then Snabby just sort of plucks it out of the air and volleys it in. It was, yeah, goal of the season. So I mean, well, well, yeah, I, I, I was, I'm thinking about the one we're going to show at the end, but it's not the Premier League. So, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that, that was, but yeah, that, that could be one of the goals of the season because um, that was a peach. Yeah. But it was quite funny watching Spurs get beat in the 90th minute when they've been winning for like 85 minutes. It's quite <clears> funny. Oh, when was the winner? Was it like the 97th minute or something? 97th, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. And you know, it's right there. They never scored an equaliser till after 90 minutes. Sanabria came on at like 87 minutes. He scored the equaliser a minute later and then set up the winner. So that's like man of match performance in about 10 minutes of football. (laughs) (laughs) 10 minutes, home, in the bath, man of the match awards sitting next to you. Thanks very much, boys. Pick me next (laughs) week. Um, Arsenal beat uh, Burnley 3-1 does anybody have anything to say about that it seemed a pretty straightforward um, Arteta, Arteta listened to me last week I said that he should have said that Havertz should have been sent off and he agreed that Vieira was right to be sent off so you know we're influential already right yeah, he, okay. t- he said uh, what was it I'm, I'm happy with Arteta today and I'm going to uh, agree that it should have been a red card <laughs> nothing to do with the fact it didn't affect the result at all no, yeah, if it had affected the result, yeah. it would have been different. And of course, you know, <laughs> we, we we saw this week as well, like some of the managers that were like, ha Bob off it, you know, not bothered about Arteta's comments, who himself wasn't bothered when Klopp went off, but um, Pochettino wasn't too happy. And he was saying like, ah, we, we need to give the referees respect. And then he walks onto the park and starts shouting at people at the end of the the game this week. So That was, uh, that was the other thing as well, going back to the Spurs-Chelsea game, is that, after Arteta had a complete meltdown after Newcastle, Postacoglu primed and ready to blame the refs for his team losing because he's had two red cards, just went, no, nah, I'm never going to complain about refs. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that that was that. A, a kind of nice moment from him there. Yeah. And to be fair... <laughs> you Didn't you get a yellow for complaining to the anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but I think <laughs> not about... Not I mean, I don't know what he was. Uh, yeah, I don't know what specifically happened at the time, but I don't think he was arguing with the red cards. I think he, he just kind I don't of think said, he's. You know, a, yeah, hard. I think the point is he's never going to try and like use the ref to shape a narrative of what his yeah. team lost. His team lost because his team. Yeah, lost. we'll see. We'll That's see what happens. Well. You know, some of these people start like that in the Premier League. Eddie Howe hasn't really done that either. You know what I mean? But you just kind of think it's going to come at mm. some point when something's in the line and the referee is an absolute nightmare. It'll happen. It's because he's got Jason Tindall next to him being chippy instead. Yeah, he does as well. And I guess he doesn't have to do the interviews after the game. That's what it is. Um, but I think that what we can determine is that if it involves your team and you're emotional, you'll say stupid shit after the game. Simple as that. Mm. Um... Palace 2, Everton 3. That's a pretty impressive result for Everton. Yeah. Uh, no, Everton have been game. playing well. It's it's what they yeah. deserve, I think, at the moment. They're playing well. It was a bad start, so they were... Um, but it was a decent game. Yeah, it was 1-1 one, one after five Palace. minutes. Um, I think Everton should really have won it, to be honest, because they should have had a penalty at 1-1. One, one. 
Um, but but as a Palace should have had died. a penalty as well. Yeah, so they equalised through a penalty, but then they should have had another one later on in the half. Um, yeah, the mm. Everton defender just sort of dove straight in. He caught his toe, but you know anywhere else yeah, in the pitch, referee I think it'd be given as a foul. As well and, and, a, yeah, the ref booked him for a dive, and VAR decided it was a big, a big enough deal. Um, but yeah, you know Everton are playing really well, and they're starting to get some did goals. You see the, but did you see the goal? The second goal that. Uh, Sorry, Palace scored was such bad defending. It's coming over yeah. to Tarkowski. It went away. It's right there. And he just goes, Nope, I'm nothing out of that one because Pickford must be magically behind him. But no, the Palace player yeah. was behind him and just scored <clears> it in the back of it. That, and that was, was ridiculous. That was another one where he sort of controlled it controlled it in the air and then bullied it in a bit like Sanabria. Not, not as impressive yeah, yeah. as Sanabria, but it was no. know, a good bit of control from Edward. Yeah, but Pickford's never going to catch anything with his arms, is he? <laughs> say that, but he's been he's been playing well this year, Pickford. Yeah. I mean, I I would say I would say in past years maybe he didn't deserve <laughs> necessarily to be England number one, but I think if you look at it now, I think Pickford's Pickford's playing one of the best of all the English keepers. Yeah, I still I think, think there's better English season. goalkeepers. It's because you're biased because one of them no. plays for our team. I, I want to say, yeah, well, he is one, but Ramsdale's better than. Them. Uh, he can't even get a game for Arsenal no. over David Ryan. He's still, he's still better than them for me. Ramsdale's better keep on Pickford. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Pick, I don't Pickford's care. never had a bad England game anyway. for England, though. That's the thing. No, exactly. no, he always does well. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to your mob, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Massive 1-0 victory to stave Huge. off the... Um, the, the vultures, should you say, against yeah. the, <laughs> the fellow relegation candidates, Luton. Now, I say that I, yes, because my United are sitting at a point above us in the table right now, and I want to talk about that in a minute, but carry on. Yeah, I I was pretty encouraged by it, to be honest. Um, there were, you know, similar to the first half in Copenhagen, which obviously we'll talk, talk about later, there was, there was a bit more energy that was lacking, there was... Some really good attacking play. I, I joked with Dave before the chat, but we, you know, United did create a lot of chances. It was just really poor finishing and a, and a couple of good saves from Luton's keeper, who's having a brilliant season. Mm. Um, so that was really encouraging. Defensively, it's still a bit sloppy. It's still, you know, not winning second balls, not making anyone open. Um, but it's, you know, I'm not going to start doing an open top bus parade for a 1-0 win over Luton, but it is sort of heading in the right direction. Um, the concerning yeah, thing is... No. Um, the concerning thing is Christian Eriksen went off in the first half with a knee injury. Um, he's going to be out for quite a while. It's it's just come out. Um, Mason Mount came on for him and he actually put in his best performance in the United shirt so far. So hopefully, you know, he can play that Eriksen role and probably give a bit more energy than Eriksen can. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing was Hoyland had a couple of chances to finally get a Premier League goal. Um, got denied by a really good save in the first half and sort of misdirected a header in the second half, but then he went off with a hamstring injury. Um, so both him and Eriksen... Because whenever he scores, you get beat, so... Well, um, but he, he and Eriksen have both withdrawn from the Denmark squad. I'm hoping <clears throat> you know, Hoyland just needs a bit of a rest and he'll be back. It wasn't like a sudden hamstring. He just sort of... It felt like he just overstretched it a bit. Like a I strain think. rather than he's torn yeah. or um, something so, like that. So hopefully he well, should be back after the break. Um, but yeah, you know, it was an encouraging performance, and and you know, if a couple more of those goals went in, it you know, it, it would be fine. But you know, it's, it's nice that... get any views on that? 
we're, we're ripping on you all the time and we're saying that they're shit. But they're actually the informed team at the minute, Man you, in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're, it's weird though because they haven't five. played well at all in any of no, these. They played five games. and they've won four. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the top of the form table for the last five games, they've only scored six and conceded yeah. five. All of our wins this season, apart from Palace in the Cup, have been by one goal. And I'd even go a little bit further and say that apart from Palace in the Cup, looting at the weekend was probably the first game since the League Cup final where we've actually deserved to win. Maybe the Odd Europa League game last season, but it's been it's been a while. We we've been dragging ourselves through games quite. So how quite a while. have you been winning all these games though? Because you still ended up finishing because, third last year. Because uh, we've got still... you know, last last season we had Rashford who was on an absolute mission because um, he was pissed off that he didn't get enough game time at the World Cup, and Bruno drags us through games a lot of the time as well. So it's sort don't of... forget all the refs that you've bought. <laughs> no, apparently the, the, I, thought, I thought the narrative, narrative had changed now that it was us that had bought all the refs. Yeah, so, yeah. Arsenal fans, um, it's us that have bought all the refs. Now. Yeah, yeah. No, we've been we've been sort of, you know, dragged through games by individual quality from very expensive players. But I think the last time we sort of executed a plan and deserved the one was probably the League Cup final against yeah. against your lot. We'll get to yeah. it, but I, I think they're in a, for me, they're in a false position, Man United, unless they suddenly, the form <laughs> just goes crazy from here, because I just don't think you deserve the amount of points that you've actually registered for a lot of these I games, mean, you know, to be after, honest. After the break, we've got, we've got Everton, we've got Galatasaray, we've got Newcastle, and I think we've got Chelsea, and we can drop points in all four of them, to be honest. If he's played the way he's have been playing, he'll get nothing out of any of them. Well, it depends how he plays. I don't, I don't well. think it will. And Everton have been playing okay. Everton are so, playing well. They've got a, a they play with like a big teams, as but well. they're not that good. Um, <laughs> but uh, Galatasaray, I think that'll be the, that'll be a very tough time. That's but, uh, going to be an absolute bloodbath that game, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's never been a good place for you guys to go actually in my lifetime. But remember back. Uh, anyway, we'll come back on it kind of manuated when we get to the Champions League side of things, which is a lot bit different. But uh, and then no other as as Mick said earlier, no other games happened on the Saturday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so did Bournemouth not no. play? Yeah, I think uh, they did. Yeah, Bournemouth, I feel like the, what was the score? Might have played. I think I they think played on twenty-one side, didn't they? Under twelves, wasn't it? That lad in midfield. Uh, yeah. But um, I mean, it wasn't far off it in terms of our team. But yeah, Bournemouth <laughs> Newcastle two 0 Um We are we are in a very much in a bit of a dip at the moment. Uh, Mick, yeah, I mean, as a Newcastle fan, with me saying, "Ma, what's, what's what's your thoughts?" We didn't deserve anything from it. Bournemouth deserved the win. Uh, we didn't show up. I know we'll we can use it as an excuse all we want, but we've got a lot of players out. I mean, looking at the list now. And you're looking at 10 players, and probably seven of them would start for us mm. who are missing. And then after half an hour, Mickey Almiron goes off injured. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I mean, we we'll use it as an excuse all we want, but at the end of the day, the players on that pitch still didn't turn up. But I think that, for me, I understand why, <clears throat> because like when you look at the effort they've been putting in and yeah, not 100%. being able to get a rest at all, 
I, I could just see it was one game too much. Like after 10, 15 minutes, I, I think I said to you guys, <clears throat> if we get a nil-nil here, it's a great result because yeah. we are just not on it today at all. You could just tell there was no energy in, in the lads at all. Um, we could have done this in for us anyway. We could have done this international break last week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing. I mean, we always moan about international breaks, don't we? But at the same time, it gives your players sometimes a bit of rest for a couple of weeks. Depends if you're on international duty or not, though, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah, but if you're a big club like Newcastle are now, you can afford to just withdraw them all from international duty. Um, I wish we had a, yeah. I wish we had a Paul Bruno and Joe Linton and Shea. Yeah, they'll go because they've got important games. That's the thing that annoys me. Like the English games are like not important for in terms of who you're playing and what your situation is. I can kind of get it for Brazil because they've got <laughs> way. I think was it Colombia and Argentina. Yeah, so, but they they sort of they're in a ten team group from which like six or seven qualify automatic automatically they they you know yeah but they're going through local pride that's like yeah. you, you know if england were playing scotland they're not going to just pick the the kids are they or, or something like that you just you just don't do it um and it's your local right i think we did the last time much to people <laughs> yeah tough <laughs> i'm not getting into that that's why i don't like international football anyway um where was it? Yeah, Bournemouth, Newcastle. I, I can't agree. I just think we're in a really bad state at the moment because of the injuries. And unless some of them start to come back soon, I do think we're going to slip down a few things um, because I think just too many games. After the national break, we're looking at getting probably three back. I'm look. I'm thinking Isaac will be back. Bruno's Isaac. coming back from suspension. It's Bruno will be and back, but Barnes isn't far off. Well, rumoured. That's a rumour. <laughs> There's a rumour going about that Barnes could be back mid to end of November, maybe yeah. start of December, something like that. But, if he's you know, the official place still then. says January. So, I don't know. And uh, Botman's still a mystery. I've heard people say, like, December, and other people on. saying, don't know, because he went to a specialist and nobody's heard in since he came back for the yeah. specialist. And, um, <laughs> Obviously. So, I don't know. Of- but it's a rough time. For our heroes, it's very rough. Yeah. <laughs> so well, we'll, just we'll get on to the Champions League in a minute. But all we can do is take each game as it comes and shoot it the way it is. Villa beat Fulham three-one. Um, right, straightforward. No surprises, as far as I could see. No so, surprises. Classic Villa still yeah. doing too <laughs> well at the moment. Uh, Brighton won Sheffield Wednesday. Does does the Brighton blip continue? They're doing well in Europe, but should Christ, they, see that? they get promoted? Uh, yeah, I mean, they get smashed, did they not? Weekend, <laughs> um, but sorry, I did, did mean Sheffield United. Sorry, Blades fans. Um, all five of you. Um, <laughs> that's five um, votes on this video. Yeah. <laughs> Adingra's goal for Brighton was really good. Um, sorry, say that again, Ryan. Adingra's goal for Brighton was really good. Um, <sighs> just sort of gets the ball out wide and just sort of runs through the entire team, does a nice little one-two on the edge of the box and put it, puts it away. Really good. Um, but do you think yeah, they Brighton are didn't... suffering from playing in Europe? Yeah, and... And their injuries. Yeah, and they obviously got a lot of they lost... as well. I genuinely didn't know that. Key injuries. Yeah. yeah. But they've... Um, you say that, but they've also got like 40 South American regions that they can just bring in. So... 
I don't think they're actually at the club. I think they've got these people at surrounding clubs yeah. learning their trade at the moment, don't they? That's yeah. the way they want to um, buy these young kids. You know, obviously they they're struggling as well because they lost their, you know, they lost their midfield core in in Caicedo and and McAllister, and you know the yeah. players who came in for them last season were good in flashes, but that's not necessarily enough to carry a team like like. May not be able to be as consistent for a full season yeah. as they were before, but still mm-hmm. good players, still a good team. They can beat anybody in the day, like when they smashed us. Saying that, you know. uh, yeah, Sheffield United—they've got a lengthy injury list as well. They're, they're missing eight players. They're they're starting to show a little bit of fight as well. I, you know, a couple of yeah. weeks ago, I was thinking they were going to sort of beat Derby's they, record, but they're they're getting there. They're putting it together a little bit. They're missing. They've still only on like five points. Fashion Brewster, but... yeah. Egan, McBurney—they're all probably would start, yeah. and they're still. You'd still fancy, especially with Bournemouth playing a wee bit better at the weekend, you would still yeah. probably kind of think that those promoted teams are the three yeah. that are still you most likely to go straight back <laughs> down again. You never know, yeah. but yeah. But uh, you know, they're that. putting up a bit more fight than they than they were doing. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, Liverpool smashed Brentford three 0 I Pretty straightforward. I, it was straightforward. I thought I thought Brentford were, were decent in the first half. Um but then just sort of as soon as Liverpool scored their first, it just sort of happened. Brentford you know, never they, have a, very rarely anyway, have a bad game, but yeah. sometimes they are the, limited. I mean, the, they can do. the second and third goals for Liverpool were sort of you, it, ones that you can't really legislate for, where um, just sort of Salah found himself free in the back post and the ball landed on his head. And, in. Mm. and then, you know, a sort of, you know, a nice little curl shot from 20 yards out from Jota. So, Mm. Any other thoughts on that one or move on? Mm. No. Nah. Fuck Liverpool. Nah. Uh, exactly. Just, just annoyed, all, just not annoyed all the scouters now. That's not what I'll annoy everybody by the end of a few of these episodes. <clears throat> I'm biased, I don't care. I don't like any. <laughs> <laughs> or Chelsea, or my ace, I don't like you either. Um, but uh, West Ham 3, Forest 2, that was actually a not bad game, was it? That yeah, was a it was decent a, game. I think it was, it was a so decent game, yeah. West I mean, Ham I started watching the, yeah. I started watching the Liverpool match. Uh, once Liverpool went 2-0 up, I turned over and put the West Ham match on. I'm glad I did, because it was a decent watch. Yeah, I think, <clears> I, think <throat> I was I think the same. It, we can win a all turned it on at that point and enjoyed the end of that yeah. game. So. Yeah, it could have uh, gone either way. Um, yeah, but... So Jared Bowen scored again, so he scored in seven straight home matches for West Ham now, which is yeah, something. I was about to say that. Pretty ridiculous. With a couple of assists. Yeah. How much do you think he's <laughs> worth Jared Bowen? Because, you know, there is talk about him, him maybe being attractive to I, slightly bigger yeah. teams. And man, West Ham would sell if they get the right price. Yeah. But how much do you think, think it would take to get Jared Bowen? I think he'd 100% get into United's team and, and it would be at least 78. I think he'd get into Newcastle's team would. as well. At least 70 80 million if West Ham were going to sell him. Yeah, it's, it's it. going to be 70 80 million. Yeah. How old is he now? It's a lot of money. He's, oh, he's going to be, what, 25, 26? I don't know. Too old for us then. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. In all honesty, the way you do your. On that, I, I, saw, I sort of was looking up today. Raheem Sterling is <clears> still only 28. Like I was listening to a podcast earlier on, like asking whether his England career is over and all that, and I was thinking he was going to be like thirty-one or something, but no, he's only twenty-eight. 
Yeah. Bones, 26. It's just he was playing like he was 31 the last couple of years yeah. since he joined Chelsea. <laughs> so, um, but um, but he's kind of getting back to something towards his best at the moment. So, uh, and I guess that gets us on to probably the one of the uh, uh, not necessarily a crazier game than Chelsea versus Spurs, but maybe a better game than Chelsea versus Spurs, which yeah. was uh, Chelsea four, Manchester City four. Uh, what a game, lads. This yeah, is one of those ones that everybody was talking about afterwards <laughs> and just saying, whether you're a neutral or you're a supporter for each, that was fun to watch that. Yeah. You know? It was this good is, to see... Uh... Go on. <clears throat> I was just going to say that this is Pep Guardiola. He's managed 882 games. It's his first ever 4-4. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I'd, I'd love it's to know those numbers four. for other managers, though. I don't think there's going to be many. Yeah, I don't think it'll be very many. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's it's nice to see a team sort of go at City and try and match them and actually rattle them a bit, rather than just sort of pack the box and try and nick a, nick a cheeky goal. You know, Chelsea Chelsea went for it from, from kick-off. Yeah, much, that's what we do, though, isn't it? Like, we started against Liverpool, we started against Arsenal. Like, it's how Chelsea want to play. You're kind of becoming big team killers at the moment, which is strange because you can't. We're Robin Hood of the Premier League, aren't we? Yeah, you take points from the the rich and you give them to the poor at the moment. Absolutely, Um, which is obviously Chelsea are as big a team as anybody bar maybe a couple um, in the Premier League, and um, you know they're not expected to be where they are. But do you think this is is this them turning a corner though? If they woke up, Dave? No. No, I don't. No. The next low block team we come up against will struggle, I reckon. But we should have Nkunku back in the next. Uh, yeah, I think he would maybe be back for the, the EFL the Cup game against us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it should be so, annoying. We'll just put him back we'll again. Just put him back John. again. Just put John. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's well, that's their reputation now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we've yeah. been missing some of these Dirty clinical. Yeah. Um, Jackson's all right what he does, but he hasn't been clinical enough, and that's where hopefully Mkunku will come in. But where he'll play, I don't know. Whether we'll stick him up top, where he's not really used to, or whether we'll sit him behind. <clears throat> I, I think you'll have the two of them playing together. I think so. It could be Palmer Sterling. Is Mkunku going to get in the team over Palmer? Because Palmer's been amazing. I mean, yeah. Uh, it depends how we set up in centre mid. I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know. It's a nice problem to have for Chelsea anyway. It is. It? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When do we fit in KQ back in? You know. So. I thought it was funny during that game when Palmer went over at the Man City little huddle and tried to get in. Yeah. Harlan came over and pushed him all the way. That was quite funny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there was like one. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say there was any kind of controversial incidents really in the game, but there, there was one you wanted wow. to bring up, Mick, which was uh, well. What was what you going to say? Sorry, Dave. I think you're about to bring it up anyway. The oh, penalty. the penalty. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Man City's penalty. Let's just before we bring up the kind of we we all, we don't have the full video of it, but we have an image that we wanted to discuss in terms of consistency. But does anybody actually think? That's a solid penalty for Corella on Haaland there. Is it any of the Haaland had a definite pain? Haaland had a hold of Cucurella's shirt first, pulled him out of position, and then Cucurella pulled himself forward. So 
that's my interpretation Same of it. Yeah, like Fukunolo yeah. kind of went, well, if you're going to do it to me, I'm going to do it back to you. And then the referee mm. went, penalty. Yeah. It's a one-half a dozen the other, wasn't it? It's not even considering um, what happened before it either. The, I'm uh... really... Harlan, Harlan threw himself down, the, you know, the size of him. You can't just sort of tackle him. Yeah, there's no way Kukunela you know? dragged yeah. him to you the can't... ground like that, you know. Uh, you know, yeah. and it's sort of, it's unfair that, yeah, Harlan can start it and then sort of just decide, oh, yeah, I'm going to get a penalty off this. It, yeah, it doesn't seem... I felt like that as well. Balanced. I don't know. Yeah, it's not but, as if um, he was ripping his shirt off his back like Almiron was. His I mean, and, and that, that's the point we're going to look at. Kel, if you could bring up the, the first image I sent you, which is um, which is the Haaland one, guys, because I know you, you can't see it on the screen at the moment. So you can see Haaland and Kukela, and obviously grabbing each other's shots, but I think it's Haaland that's... And, uh, I think the picture was shown is that it's Kukarela pulling it. And then with the is next image... Is that the image, uh, wanted, green, green jersey or the blue stuff? The blue one, okay. the one with the blue. Because you're talking about people grabbing, grabbing blue stuff, and, and the one in in green looks like a lot more grabbing than the one in blue. But so I got, yeah, I point, got blue yeah. one. You're good. Yeah. But that, I'm glad that you have that opinion, Phil, because that that proves <laughs> a point. Um, but yeah, so if you've got that one up, and then switch it to the the green one now, which was was in the Newcastle game, um, and that was, that the was first half an hour of the game. Yeah, that was uh, Maggie Almiron's mm. shot getting pulled as well. That uh, would change the whole game, that would have. Yeah, I, I actually don't think we would have still won that game, but we might we may, we may have managed no. to get a point at it. But, um, yeah. but the point is, it's not kind of us mourning about refereeing decisions. I think what the point you wanted to make, Mick, is consistency. And that's, again, yeah. what we see all the time. You get a decision that goes one way, and then the same game and the same weekend, the fixtures, the exact same thing will happen, and they just get a completely different result over it. And it's hard to fathom why, you know. Surely there's a consensus. They sit and look at these things and go, this is, this is a penalty this isn't yeah i don't i don't even think they even looked at the almiron incident like him getting his it was almost like he was getting his shirt taken off his back to give one of the fans in the stands yeah <laughs> it looked actually I, I, I never thought it looked that bad in real time though i have to say which i cannot so i can kind of get really why the referee doesn't well. give anything um couldn't, but couldn't it's when you're looking at var you think okay yeah. you know um, and that, that's for, for me, but but was it a clear and obvious error? Well, it depends well, because it if the, the Haaland one is. If the referee did, doesn't see it. Did the referee it. give it for Haaland or was it VAR that gave it for No, Haaland? the ref gave the it for Haaland. Yeah. The referee gave it. See, maybe yeah, that's just the difference. It's, oh. the, it's the referee and then VAR just refused to overrule anything. So they just go with the, the referee decision unless it's an absolute howler. Yeah, uh, like but the, then we're the kind of still yeah. at the point where referees are making shit calls and penalties then, aren't we? Yeah. Wolves, two in two weeks. Yeah, there was, there was a few. There was a few. Oh, this, but it's like the VAR shit scared overturn the referee on the field because of the backlash yeah. that would be received. But yet, they seem to be getting more backlash for not doing it at the moment. It seems to be the ones that VR don't get involved. Everybody's like, why is VR not getting involved I in think, this? You know? so, think at this why don't you even let can... the ref go and look at an image and say, yeah. you know, just go and have a look for yourself. We're not sure about this. So you have a better yeah. look and decide for yourself. I think, 
at this point, the only thing that's going to really save VAR is sort of taking the checks out of VAR's hands almost. So at the moment, VAR are checking everything. I think it needs to be managers have got one challenge a half each. Referee, if he's not sure on something, he can send something upstairs himself. Mic up the whole process, and I think you'd probably iron out a few things. I mean, because, the referee should absolutely know, be able to do it. I'm not sure if I like the manager challenges. That sounds a bit Americanized to me. I think well, it works. It works in cricket really well, and and limiting the challenges yeah, means cricket that, that you don't have a snail's pace. You can you yeah. can go for tea while they make a decision. Let's do tea. Do, 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 I think do, do, you know if you you know if you limit it if you limit it to one and a half, it it stops managers taking the piss because they'll absolutely take the piss with it if you give them too many. Obviously, it wouldn't oh, it wouldn't yeah, change anything would. in the Chelsea yeah. Spurs game because there was about half a dozen big incidents in that in that game. And I guess if they um, only had one, it's just I think yeah. I just think at the moment that a lot of the dissatisfaction is VAR are looking at everything and then turning things over for thing you know for things that weren't really noticed in real time, and it's nobody really wants to see that. So if you know. If a manager's absolutely adamant they should have had a penalty or the other team should have had a sending off, let them send something upstairs. And if they're that sure about it, they can put the money where the mouth where the mouth is. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. And I agree that the the refs need to be made up where we're going to hear it, like in the rugby and stuff like that. And and equally, I think we need to have sort of a mandate for every ground in the Premier League at least to have a screen in the stadium because Old Trafford doesn't have one. Craven Cottage doesn't have one, so the the United goal that got disallowed against Fulham, nobody knew what was happening. Although even mm. then, I've I've heard reports that people at the Is that not limit? last week had no idea. Somebody like Alberton coming in, though, you know, and yeah. getting into the Premier and League just... all of a sudden unexpectedly, and they can't afford to just go and put a giant TV in their ground for yeah, one season. That expensive for the amount of wow. money they get for coming up, it can't be that expensive. I don't know. One of you look up giant stadium-sized TVs and how much they cost. Let's see if they it. I mean, it would be in the tens of thousands compared to like the hundred million pounds that they get to go up. You know. Um, I mean, go down PC World, get a seventy-two-inch OLED, have done with it. I mean, one thing that was highlighted: they could some of the grounds could absolutely have more cameras in them for better angles and stuff like that yeah. for offsides and well, as I well as that's. I think that's more difficult to sort, especially with places like Luton. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. I that's mean, Dave's the, thing. Dave's the cameraman here. What, you, what you know? How easy is it to just stick a camera anywhere, Dave? It's, uh, uh, it's <laughs> not easy. But it, was it not a system for offsides during the World Cup? I can't remember. Yeah like a sort of Hawkeye system. But then yeah. that that only sort of decides whether he's in an offside position or not. And I think a lot of the issues have been, yeah, fine, we can tell he's offside now, but what's he doing with the play? And I think that's where a lot of the, you know, a lot of the other controversy comes in. You can't really automate that. That's, that's still not... down to... Maybe they ne they'll just never get it. Bang on. Let, let's bring up the Premier League table. Thanks, uh, Kyle, if you could put that up on the screen. And let's look at where everybody is, guys. And then... Um... And let's just have a think. Predictions and stuff like that. Some of these uh, sounds went a bit weird on here for me. Um, but uh, where do we think, looking at the, the the table after this week, any major changes to what we thought last week? Not really. Tottenham uh, are slipping closer out of the top four. Yeah. I mean, like, like you guys say, United are probably higher than where they deserve to be at the minute. Um, I've got a minus, yeah. minus three I goal difference here as yeah. well. 
It's because we're winning goals by we're winning games by one goal, and then when we lose, we lose really badly. Mm. Um, but then, if Man United could suddenly get a bit of form, yeah, who knows? Yeah, and and like I like I said, you know, a one nil win over Luton wasn't brilliant, but sort of the underlying play behind it, there was starting, you know, starting to see a bit more. And with sort of, if Mount takes a bit more of a lead uh, in the midfield, uh, you know, ahead of Ericsson, if if we get like Luke Shaw back. That can change. Any other major sort of changes that you see? Do you think Spurs will fall down? Could Chelsea rise back up the table? Say Tottenham's few injuries, then they're going to lose Son. They've and got some they've difficult some fixtures as well, haven't they? Some, I think. Yeah, they've got some really hard fixtures. I can see yeah, them dropping out. They've got, they uh, got Villa, Liverpool, out? and City. I oh, know they've got Villa and City. Villa. 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 Yeah, but that's, they seem the most likely, don't they? They, they don't have that. They're out in the AFL Cup. They're playing Europa Conference League, which is meh. You know what I mean? So they kind of just have that one game a week, really. You know what I mean? With the kids, they can play the kids in the Europa Conference. They've not been, actually, but they could. Yeah, I think Bilal jump in ahead of Tottenham. I'm not too worried about us. I'd, I'd take top six. Yeah, I would. I, I would take top six, and because you would, your mid-table team. Um. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're not in the relegation fight anymore, really, Dave. Yeah, exactly. I know. Well, for now. Yeah. Uh, I guess ten point change. No, but <clears throat> there's there's quite a big there's quite a big mid table. I think in other seasons, you know, Palace and Fulham might be in a bit of trouble, but um, <clears throat> they're just not really. Yeah, it's a bit really of a much about them. Farming. Um, but but yeah, I think this season the bottom three are just so much worse than everyone else. I think the yeah. bottom three will be the bottom three at the end of the season. Yeah, are Everton going to get the points deduction this season? I don't know, but I I still think they might. I, still think, I think they'd be all right even if they got yeah. the yeah. points deduction this They're season. They're already eight yeah. points ahead. They can get be... another. That would be the most Everton thing ever. Like they've lacked the relegation for so many years and survived with the skin on their teeth. Imagine the year that they get deducted twelve points and they still manage to survive. That's just so Everton. The thing is, if they did, they would go down to two points. That would put Luton into seventeenth on six points. So only four <laughs> safety. So yeah. that'll be fine, even if they do get I the points again. Yeah. All right then, so quickly, just quick run through the Champions League before we wrap up this week, lads. Um, we had four games on this week. Uh, City won and they are through, they've qualified. Um, so there's nothing really much to say about them. They can just chill out and wait for the next round now. Arsenal beat Sevilla 2-0. Probably, although not officially, probably have basically qualified as well. Um, hey, excuse me, guys. Sorry to cut in here. Um... Right, guys, so um, we were going to talk about the Newcastle game. We obviously get beat 2-0. Um, I don't think there's really too much to say about it. Newcastle didn't play too badly, but, you know, I think it was just one of those games again. Too many injuries. Uh, lost quite a few players in that game as well. And um, and Dortmund just seemed to have found their number. But I, I, don't, I don't really. Mick, do you think we'll get out of that group? Do you care at this point? It's... It's a it's a close group still when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We're bottom yeah. one four, 
Then you've got uh, Milan on five, PSG on six, Dortmund on seven. Um, but, I fancy us at home against Milan. Depends who we get. Yeah, a few players back. I fancy us to get to beat them. Even if would you want Nella. Europa League, or would you rather just finish fourth and go? To be, to be honest, it's been great being back in the Champions League. It's been fantastic, especially the group that we've had. But three yeah. massive teams, six huge games. I'd go. I'd be happy to go into Europa League. I think we'll go further in the Europa League than we would the Champions League. Probably true, but again, I just I don't know about whether Thursday, Sunday <clears> is <throat> a good idea going forward. But anyway, I think the the biggest kind of talking point though from the Champions League games is that um, we had another well, as, as I said, maybe a kamikaze performance from. From Man United, Ryan, what the hell happened against FC Copenhagen? Were you guys? It started really well. Hoyland scored after a couple of minutes and then he, he scored again. The first 20 minutes, it was sort of all United. You were all comfortable. The way that they should. Comfortable. Yeah. And I, you know, I was saying in the group chat, it's the best that we played all season, which is admittedly yep. not high bar. Um, and then the Rashford red card, which is a red card, you know, it's, it, it's unintentional, but it's a red card. That, that sort of changed yeah. things a little bit. Um, it's still frustrating. Even then, because I thought United, you were the better team. With yeah, United you know, should have won no, the game. And yeah. at the very least, you know, from Rashford getting sent off, it took. It didn't even take two minutes for Copenhagen to pull the goal back. And it, you just mm. have to. You have to say solid for longer than that. So at forty-two minutes, we're two 0 up and cruising. Rashford gets sent off, and then at half time, it's two all. Um, and then the start of the <laughs> second half. Copenhagen sort of sat back a bit. United kept the ball for for a long time. Um, and then just sort of, they didn't really drive that home. Got a bit sloppy. Copenhagen got back into the game. But even then, you know, United got a, got a soft penalty to go 3-2 up. And from there, again, you should be able to sort of see it out. Be, and, yeah. and the problems were, you know, they were individual <clears throat> defensive mistakes, but it was, it was still the same basics in that... Um, you know, Amrabat was in, you know, brought in the midfield to, to bring a bit more stability, but he kept getting exposed because people were passing to him, but he had no one else to sort of feed the ball to. So he was just getting swarmed by Copenhagen defenders. Um, and, and so sort of, both goals were de- bad defensive mistakes. Yeah, though. bad defensive. And, and not having Rashford on the pitch doesn't fix either of those, to be honest, because he doesn't track back anyway. You should still be able to compete, you know, keep a compact back line for that. Um, Dallo for the Dallo for the third goal, mm-hmm. really poor, um, and then the fourth goal comes because uh, Rafael Varane was on for Johnny Evans, and the reason he's not starting games at the minute is because he's no good with the ball at his feet. You know, he had a pass pinged to him in the six-yard box and just completely panicked, and Copenhagen camped out in the United box until they scored from there. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think maybe if. Like, like we said last week, United are a confidence team, and if it's going well, it's fine. But the minute there's a setback, it all starts to really collapse a little bit. So That's I think maybe I, I think we if Rashford hadn't been, not that strong. Yeah, enough. if Rashford hadn't been sent off, it could have been a three or four nil win, and and it would be fine. Um, as it is, United are bottom of the group. No, nah, I think we'll stay bottom of the group. I, I don't think we'll think get anything out of Galatasaray. The only hope is that with the last group games against Bayern Munich, they're already guaranteed top. 
they might phone it in for that game. But even then, I think phoning it in Bayern team is still probably going to comfortably beat United. So I think I think we'll stay bottom of the group, and that's probably for the best, to be honest. Fair enough. And else to see, guys, this week. Do you think that Copenhagen's first goal should have been disallowed? Nah. No, I, 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 no. Nah. I mean, I know there was there was a hint of an offside, but I, you know, a bit a bit like Big Ange, I'd, I'd rather United just defended it properly, to be honest, and not given the opportunity two minutes after a red card. It's. I yeah. think it would have been harsh to this side. Um I would say <laughs> Copenhagen's equaliser in the first half came from a penalty, which was ridiculously soft. But then United got an equally soft penalty to mm. go three two up. Mm-hmm. So that. You know, least, I don't agree with either. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't agree with either of those penalties yeah, being given. But at, least, at least they were <laughs> both given. Yeah. But yeah, they're no better than the Premier League refs. I mean, we've seen quite a few things in the Champions League that are I think, just mind-boggling, to be honest. Yeah, they're they're harsher than the Premier League refs in a lot of ways, um, especially on handballs. Mm, yeah, that's that's for sure. Okay then, so it's international break next week, so we won't be discussing, I don't think, results because no one cares about international football anymore these days. Uh, but we may be back for, for at least to, to have some other discussions next week anyway. Um, but we will be back. Um, so thanks for watching us this week. Um, and please come back and watch more football. Uh, next time we're, we're on, uh, please like and subscribe if you can as well, because obviously it helps us out because we're just sh- starting off for the first time as well. It'd be absolutely magic. Uh, thanks, guys. We'll see you next week on Watch More Football.